What's up, everybody? It's Stick and Rink. It's episode 34 of Stick and Rink podcast. And we're really living. Okay, I wanted to just like unveil my face. That's what I was doing. I was really hyped. And now I'm actually fucking tired. I'm out of breath because I ran to get that pillowcase. But I wanted to unveil my beard to the world. That's what I was all about. My lack of beard. And Raffle. Oh, yeah. You gave me. Yeah, thanks, dude. You've been in the lobby with me for 30 minutes now. You didn't say anything. (laughs) It's like, fuck. Dude, literally, I like, I love it. shaved off two pounds from my face. Okay, I got a story about it later on, but I followed Raffle's advice. He told me last time, he's like, I hate people that have a mu- no mustache but a beard. And I was like, bro, how about the opposite? How about no beard and just a mustache? Yeah. <laughs> I came at him with that one. How, how's that one? No, you, you with the beard and no mustache was on it. Like, I just looked at you and I just immediately felt, I, I was just angry at you. There was no like lead up. You didn't have to say anything. I could just see your fucking face and I'd be pissed off. Yeah, that's fair. That's like, yeah. when, that's when my girlfriend sneezes. I told her that like the instant she sneezes, I get rage. Like I can't stand that sound, but it's how it is. Hey, before we go any farther though, guys, we got to do this. It's our friends over at DraftKings. Stick and rink episode 34 is brought to you by DraftKings. You see the promo code in the screen with the background of the mud. Cause you're in the mud now. Welcome to the mud where DraftKings sponsors the mud. Promo code THPN at sign up. Use that with your first deposit. You get a free entry. You can win thousands with that free entry. Thousands of dollars if you play your cards right. But other than that, DraftKings has uh, plenty of Masters competitions coming up. That's the new. That's going to be the featured contest coming up this week. We've got the Masters kicking off in Augusta, Georgia on Thursday this week. And I know that there's some contests out there that have it over a million dollars in guaranteed prize pools along with tickets into other prizes as well. So there, there, are, there are contests like this for $10 entries where you can win a million dollars. That's huge. And I've told this before, a couple episodes, do not put John Rahm on your team. Don't fuck around like that. He's about to have a baby. So you do not want that on your on your shoulders about to win a million dollars. But Josh, any other, any other, give me a hot take for a golfer right now. Someone, don't give me like a top five player. Give me like a 10 to 50. Like who's in there that you got? Oh man, I don't, you know what? After his big win, Jordan Spieth today, boys, just yeah. jumped to second favorite, or yeah, second favorite to come behind Dustin Johnson to win the Masters. So if you want to ride the hot hand, baby, is he going to collapse? I don't think so. Little, little Spieth-er. Hot, baby. Spieth-er he's hot. might. He's, he's the second favorite right now? That's mm-hmm. insane. What a never guess. After today. After yeah. today. Well, he had that. He had a hot run back in January to February too, I think, or maybe February to March, something like that. But yeah. he he was going off, so that that's insane right there. Um, so that's it. Yeah, guys, use promo code THPN at sign up. Um, that helps us out. That helps the boys out. Just keep podcasting and continue to help out our sponsors and make us look good. <laughs> um, minimum five dollar deposit requ- is required though, and there are eligibility restrictions. So please see DraftKings.com for details. But other than that, boys. Oh, harder, baby. So here's what it is. Here's the situation for today. Now, we're in a very unique spot right now because we are fortunate enough to have, hopefully have Tara coming on the podcast, uh, known as the gold, or well, fuck, I already forgot it. Oh, my God. The go- no, you're no, the glove drop. I've got different glove like drop. glove analysis. In my- I was about to say the gold glove. No, she's at the glove drop. 
on YouTube and Twitter. Hilarious hockey personality out of the New York area. Now, we might have had some miscommunication on when that's happening. So we might be about to get like accidentally stood up, but we're just going to roll with it. So Josh and me probably have a ton of experience just in getting stood up in the regular world. So yeah. this is like this is like water off a duck's back. We're good to go. I don't know if Raffle's been there before. So this might be like a holy sandwich Kleenex. Yeah. No, I'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> I like to think I have a very high emotional intelligence, but we'll like honestly, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> hey, have you heard the phrase that the most incompetent people are too incompetent to realize they're incompetent? Yes, absolutely. Does that describe me perfectly? absolutely yeah i thought so that's right <laughs> i kind of pictured like my analogy was like me and josh are the parents and like you're our young kid and we're like leading you into a scary area and we're like don't worry it's gonna be bad but we'll we'll take you through it i think you guys are like the parents who think that i'm not as well off as i really am in the situation that i'm in and you yeah. feel like you need to like over supplement me with information so i won't get my heart broken but realistically i'm just fucking cruising <laughs> yeah, yeah you're just doing good anyways yeah. so Raph, we, you know what wrath has been in cruise control his entire life Straight out the womb, cruise control. Right. <laughs> steady, steady coast and steady 50 kilometers an hour. There you go. So we've got it. We've got it in the DMs right now to jump in at any point over the next hour if she if she sees it. So if that happens, all the merrier. If not, we're just going to roll without it. We will be prepared. But boys, um, let's just get into our intro, man. Let's catch up with the boys. Let's see what's happening. Uh, Josh, buddy, how you doing, man? Dude, fucking. Very complicated I... question for you. How you doing? Dude, I'm doing amazing, man. Uh couple things happening baseball's back hence yep. the jersey go socks mm-hmm. let's go our year Alex Cora's back being the manager after serving that one year suspension for the whole fucking Houston Astros scandal from a couple years ago so we got the morale back um boys I'm diving headfirst into baseball season this year plus MLB the show is coming to Xbox and I will be buying that and that is all I'll be doing over summer, pretty much. So that's going well. I went to the driving range today. Boys, the swing's nice. The swing is nice. Love I that. Just, but if I get on a course, it's going to be bad. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, other than that, it's it's going amazing. Josh, here's a question. I just, I just concocted this in my mind, and we're going to get to Raffle's feelings in a second. But I just concocted this thing in my mind. Do you remember when Dave Portnoy did the – the U.S. Open challenge where he basically like, can I complete the U.S. Open with like unlimited strokes or something like that? Yeah. Could I like if I gave you the master's challenge and I said, Josh, all you have to do is finish the course in like three and a half hours or something like that or like yeah. three hours. Yeah. Like you literally have to be like hitting ball, running two ball the whole time. Like, would you be able to do it? Am I walking? Well, you could run, but like no cart. No. No, no, sorry. So, like, yeah, like, I can't have a golf cart. No cart. No, 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 dude. Just your two it's legs, great. and you're ca- you're carrying your bag, too. Wait, is it? Wait, can I? Okay, couple questions here. First yeah. one, can I have my pull cart? No. No, you're carrying, dude. Old-fashioned okay. carry bag. Fine. Bag carry, that's fine. I can I can live with that. Josh, yeah. Josh, what? don't even take a bag. Take three clubs. <laughs> you can, cover, you can cover so much ground quicker. Raph, you don't have to lug around a fucking bag. Like, think about it. If you're on a time what about, restraint, what about my balls? What about my tees? What about <laughs> you, got, you got pockets. <laughs> Raph, Dude, imagine that though. Imagine if he <laughs> underestimates how many balls he needs. He's like yeah, running yeah. out as time goes. 
Sticks like four in the drink and he's just like, fuck him out of balls. (laughs) (laughs) So the only other stipulation, well, some of the other stipulations, the the rules of golf apply where like you have to wait for your ball to stop rolling before you can hit again. So like you can't just like putt and like drag it in. Uh, If you like any hazard, like you have to like properly drop where you're supposed to drop and then hit again. Yeah, things like that. Just to confirm, it doesn't matter about my score. Yes. No, it doesn't matter. No. And and my and this is the bit. This is the big one. Am I doing it? Oh yeah, alone? you're playing. <sighs> yes, Are you yeah, doing you'll do it alone. I, you'll I, do yeah. it alone. I'm, just, I'm teeing off by myself. Yeah. Oh, dude, done easily. Done. You're oh, you're and you're playing from three the, hours. You're, you're playing from the champions tee, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, what you're saying is, I'm gonna skull fuck my drive off the champions tee. It's gonna roll to the white tee, and I'm just gonna be like, well, this is where I started anyway. <laughs> yeah this so this see shane shane in the comments he points out a good point it just says if you have unlimited hits you can just hit it a bit every time and just make progress but i think where i challenge the person is dude that's still gonna be like two hours of swinging and running like yeah like no, if i asked no, you no. if i asked you to go on like a like an out even like a 45 minute run you'd kind of be like fuck dude i okay. don't know like, here's, wait here's, here's my thing though is i've done i've done golf rounds under four hours before like okay. with with four people now granted yeah. i'm not carrying my bag does that slow me down a little bit yeah, maybe but dude like i i would say that i could do that round easily under three and a half hours I wonder, yeah i wonder what the, i wonder what a good time is to challenge you with like what would yeah. be a hard one do you think uh, you could do it in your current physique or do you think you would still need to train for it a little bit <laughs> what Dude, Bro, you I don't think train you... to fucking run a golf course. I, do I don't know, dude. You're dude, gonna be doing I'm... a lot of swinging. You're gonna be doing how much? How much I do you think? He... I think you'll run a little bit. I think you're gonna be out of breath. No, dude. That's oh, absolutely. Well, that's the thing that's gonna tire me out. You know, oh, dude. You so know, it would be funny. Walk. If we could, if we could somehow put a stipulation in there where like you can't hit like like wussy shots, like you have to full swing at the ball, and if you hit a dumb <laughs> shot, we're like, no, redo. Like you have to like clean mm. contact the ball. That would be fucking hilarious. Okay, then yeah, no, I, I now, don't think now so. we're adding some things that make it hard. How but. many if you had limited balls, what do you think is the least amount of balls you could do it with? Ten? Oh good. You, you know, dude, honestly, I'm I'm not gonna lie. If you lose ten balls in a golf round, that's that's pretty <laughs> fucking hard. And that's, that's coming tough. from me. Like, I, like I'm telling you yeah. right now, like that's hard. like straight up lost, like lost you can't find. Because nine times out of ten yeah. you could probably find it. Yeah. yeah. Like, Unless I mean, it's in the like, water. Oh, dude, we, I, we have we have friends that somehow like they could hit it to fucking Narnia and they still find their golf ball somehow. So I don't know how <laughs> that works. But. I think that's a swipe at somebody that that's not watching right now. That Comes out of the bushes yeah. with a pink ball. That's <laughs> yeah. all I do, dude. Drop swipes left and right. Um, um, okay, we can move on though. Raf, how you doing? I'm good. I had a I had a pretty good week at work, and now it's my Friday. Came home, had some Easter dinner, kind of with my family, and. Now I'm here. I took a nap. I had a beer like an hour ago. Slept on it. And now we're here. What? <laughs> nap and a beer podcast. Yeah. And then we're going to be gaming later. I'm I came home. Pumped. I came home. My dad's like, you want to have a beer? I'm like, yeah, for sure. But I got to go take a nap. He's like, oh, we'll just drink a quick one. I just like sculled a beer in like 10 minutes. I'm like, all right, see you, dad. Just fucking went upstairs, passed out. There you go. Dude, one of my one of my favorite quotes of all time, I think, is Jimmy Valvano at the the ESPYs, I think is the award show. Yeah, he, it was. It was his quote's actually like very meaningful. It's like if you laugh, cry, and think all in the same day, that's a full day. But Raffles' <laughs> version of that is like, bro, if I nap, drink, and game, that's a full day, right? Hundred percent, dude. Hundred percent. It's like that. It's like a to do list. It's like a checklist. I have to tick off all these goddamn boxes every single day, and I almost get it right yeah. all the time. Seriously. See, 
for me, it's like a like, flow chart. If you were to if you were to pick three things that you do and you consider it a full day, so what would they be? So Raph would be like Raph. What would be three things that you would do in a day, and you're like, fuck, like that was a good day. Mine, skate. Yeah. Play hockey. <laughs> and take a nap i'm dead serious i'm dead serious if i do those three things in a day i'm i'm like cool so wait you've got you've got skating and play hockey sorry sorry skating slash play hockey okay and then and then play golf and then and then take a nap i would have to do snowboard in the morning brewery by midday and then yeah and then probably cap out the night with gaming okay Yeah, a, so, and then you'd mix in a nap after the brewery. 100% I would, dude. Before Here's, game. I'm going to, I got this one here. I'm going to go, I'm going to try and satisfy all three areas. Are you going to try and work a disc golf into your fucking routine here? I, that might be, a, that's actually like, th- those are like the updated odds of my life. Like if I did like a, like what's hot right now, like yeah. what's hot in the streets of Elijah's life, that's probably number one. But I would say what I'm going to, what I'm going to go to instead is I'm going to say we're going uh, I'm not gonna say romantic brunch, but like boyfriend brunch in the morning. I'm gonna play spike ball in the afternoon. I'm gonna crush hours of spike ball, and I'm I mean like spike ball in 30 degree weather. Like I want to be drenched in sweat, covered in sand, the whole nine yards with that. And I'm capping the night off with a bonfire, late night bonfire. So the aspects of my life, I wanna I don't want to feel like a dirtbag boyfriend. So spend some like quality alone time. That's yeah. one. Get out and of jail free card. Yeah. Then two is time with the boys. And I mean like athletic time with the boys, like just the boys being the boys. And then the third one is like the whole group of friends. So it's like trying to, and sorry, completely fucked the family. Like didn't even mention the family whatsoever, but can we, sorry. Elijah, can we talk about spike ball? Just because like you probably like spike ball more than anybody I know. Yeah. But you I'm also, there on there. you also lose more than anybody I know. Yeah. I will say <laughs> That's probably one of the like toughest relationships I have ever. Yeah. Do you think it's just like, do you think every time you like prepare to play spike ball, it's also like a mental game, like testing your mental toughness and seeing like how much longer you can do this for? I, no, it's no, I've, I've cut up, like I've actually taken like the, like the loser way out of it. And I've just said like, I kind of do the, like, it doesn't matter. Just have fun. (laughs) Like you kind of pull the you, yeah. you kind of pull the it's not me it's my teammate card all the time when you lose. <laughs> well, actually, I will say this: our friend Bailey, like he, I don't, I think I've probably only beaten him like a few times in life at that game. So that the fact that I've done it a few times makes it okay and makes like the chase a little bit. I'm like chasing the heroin dragon when I do that. But I will say, like any other time, if there's any time I play someone spike ball, yeah, it's like peak competitiveness. I feel like I should win every game. Yeah, and that's how I feel like golf every time, but. Yeah, you're right. It it is like a mental roller coaster that usually ends up with the fucking train crashing off the rails and like everyone dying on board. Yeah, but fair. It's a sick sport, though. I would do it every <laughs> even if even if that perfect day included losing eight games in a row, I would still be down. The one, the one game, actually, no. When we talk about spike ball, I want to play with Elijah. I think I, I feel like we're both like very we're very competitive. Yeah. And I feel like we have some pretty good team chemistry. I feel like we do, you yeah, know, like, and, like and that's it. always, and what I will say in Raph, same with you too, because I played spike on your team before as well. It's always positive vibes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, it's, oh yeah. We talk each other, but not to the point where like the other person feels bad about themselves. It's like, no man, it's all good. And then you're like, fuck Josh. Like, what are you doing? Like, the yeah. next game, like, you know, it just, like, yeah. 
one of us always snaps when we play on the same team. You just fucking so, wire a ball at your teammate, but it's all laughs. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> one of the funniest things that I know about spike ball is is just how how good the younger kids are at it. I mean, like the people that are under eighteen, like how good they are at it. Because when me and lower me and our center friend, of gravities, and well, just I think it's because they're not afraid. They're like there's a part like a small part of my brain that says like hey if you do this movement you could like completely fracture your tibia and <laughs> in their mind they're like i could end up landing solely on my tibia and i'll be okay See, yeah i think that's, that's part how, of it that's how you know when you're getting old you're like oh man like i could have slipped yeah. for that but like i i don't want to tear my ACL. yeah, yeah. that's the first you thing back, dude. you go back like four years ago and you're like i'm sliding and then you miss and you're like fuck and you just get up and you're like i'm cool See, yeah. we got Assad. We got Assad all up in the the Twitch chat saying whoever was on my team that day lost every game. That was me. That was me who lost every game with Assad. We yeah, but, we were the same partner. We lost every game. But Assad, sorry to say, buddy, like you got to wear that too, buddy. You can't just blame it on yeah. your partner. You know, it's a it's a two way street. True. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. He did lose every game too. I he would say when so when me and that friend when we went down to we played it in a turn like a spike ball tournament a sanctioned one run by the organization spike ball in Seattle and there was like there was over a hundred teams there it was it was sick there was like like I don't want to say professional players but people that that do all the tour stops um, and then there was like so many teams that were just recreational players from around the area but dude we played so many so many games against like we played old people and like same age as us but dude when we played the young people we got fucking dummied man like <laughs> it was close games but the way they would beat us on points they made me look like a fucking fish on the ice dude it was so bad wait wasn't uh because I, I remember that day that you guys went down to seattle and i couldn't come down with you even to watch because i was working um yeah is it did you guys both rock cleats that day uh, i did he wouldn't do it I ended up losing my my up my big toenail ended up falling off because of all the the shifting around. It was bad. Oh, what is wrong? What is wrong with your feet? Like I always feel Dude. like we've always had toe issues on this podcast. No, maybe yeah. not for, not not for Raph, but E. Do you remember <laughs> last season and season one when we were recording in my house and you're talking to me and I'm picking my toenail and I ripped it off and it just like started to bleed everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I was and like, like, "Bro, no. that's what you get for like fucking picking your toenail during our podcast." Like, how rude is that? <laughs> look on your face, like, oh my god! And you're like, no one can see this, but Josh's toe just started bleeding. Like, it was Man. so nasty. Yeah, oh that shit's god. that shit's wild. Um, okay, boys, what should we move into next? Should we do a little Canucks talk and just kind of like get that out there? Well, Man, why don't we do? Why don't we do a little? like COVID-19 BC talk. That's kind of what we're at right now, right? Like, you know, it's not just about fucking Canucks. Like, it's everything right now. So, seriously, I guess to fill everyone in on what day was it? Last Monday, our provincial, uh, the provincial, who is it? Health minister, fucking Dr. Bonnie Henry. Good old Bon Bon. uh, Shut down restaurants. So sex for, I guess, dining, but you could still go on the patio. So outdoor dining was fine. Um, meanwhile, fucking spring break happened. Cases went up and we're definitely feeling the aftermath of it. There's another announcement coming on Tuesday. Like, boys, like, are we going back to full lockdown? Like, it's starting to get bad here. Like, I feel like as soon as she made the comment, 
saying that she's optimistic for summer. I oh. feel like people took that as like the green light, the green yeah. light. And it's like, Kate, well, it can't be that bad. Yeah. And, and, and it is like, it's really that bad now. Yeah. I, I'm interested. Yeah. Okay. So I would say my long-term outlook on this hasn't really changed. I still think the vaccines are going to like, we're going to have a, our summer's going to be fine in terms of like July, August for sure. Yeah. I think June's, I personally think June's going to be okay. But I will say, yeah, April and like early May are starting to come into doubt a little bit because shit, shit's hitting the fan. And yeah, dude, here we are. I think that another announcement coming on Tuesday, um, that's going to fucking suck. What, are, what do we What do we realistically think are the odds that we're shutting down? Like, I, I, think, I, it's like an, I think it's like a 70% chance. I, I don't know, dude. I think I actually think it could like that's probably if you just take the emotion out of it and you take like the certain Statistics. stories out the stories out of there where like, you know, there, there's plenty of stories that'll wrench at your heart about a small business or like, you know, a yeah. family or something like that. That really, But when you take all of it out of all that out of it, it's probably the logical move. True. Right. What do you what, do? You, do you guys think? Because um, obviously there were the, like after this happened, there were small businesses that refused to close their dine-in throughout like vancouver and then even some up in the interior um do you think that those are also going to be like a driving cause for us shutting down even like patios for restaurants no. and whatnot i, I don't i, I feel I don't like because that'll be almost like a form of like reprimanding us being like hey like these people fucked up by not following these straightforward guidelines that we have in place and then it's going to be you I know think, i think with those ones i like we saw it with um there was one up in big white where that guy did it, yeah. he threw, he threw Vic- like a Victoria something, Vic- Charlie Victoria's, something like that. Yeah, he he yeah. threw like a an anti restriction party. Yeah, and dude, his lease got revoked the next day. He's out. Just Gusto's, like that. Gusto's in Yaletown. Gusto's, I think, in Yaletown, same thing. Really, like same thing yeah. with the lease got bounced. I yeah, I don't, I don't know what the specifics are, but I think it's shut down now. Wow. Yeah, like see, I don't I don't think I don't think the entire province is going to get reprimanded for that, and like restrictions will change. I think that all depends on where the Kate like case results i think that's what determines that yeah fair. But here i am fucking zeusman out here of global man I mean, I'm just well i mean we had two more record-breaking days for COVID I mean, cases. it's usually pretty sick here's yeah. here's my take on this entire situation is we need more uh, oil right no <laughs> Bonnie, is that all we need? We just need to grease the wheels a little bit or what bonnie this is because we didn't do the sight see damn earlier dude come on let's go <laughs> But here, here's my take on it. So you want to ban dining and you don't want to go outside or like you're, you're allowing outside to happen for restaurants. Yet, if you close all dining, including patio and everything like that, then yet you're still allowing people to hang out up to 10 people outside socially distance, which you know is not going to happen. And it's not within the same household. So I'm just confused as to why you would do that. Like, why Why did we all of a sudden go from, okay, just your household, then we skipped the safe six, and now we're at 10? Like, where, like, do you guys not agree that we kind of missed a step there? Like, and to be fair, like, in a restaurant, you can't dine with more than six people. Yeah. So, like, restaurants yeah. are still at the six. So you can go outside, but yet as soon as you leave the restaurant, you can hang out with ten people. Isn't it only four now? No, it's still ten. It's still ten. Is it? Yeah, yeah it's still so, ten outside. So I just no, I no, I meant like inside, like in a restaurant. I'm like, isn't it only like oh. maximum sizes of four people at the moment? No, 
it's it's sex. well it's there's no inside restaurant you mean outside on restaurants like patios yeah yeah um, I, I think it's well, those effects but regardless, Josh, I th- the point i think yeah i think I think the point, like the comparing it to last year, the reason they did the safe six thing is they like, they didn't have any scientific data, like what was spreading things, like what was the biggest spreader looking at it now. I mean, the answer they give us, I am one of those guys. I believe what the government tells me. I feel like that's so weird. I have to address that nowadays. I'm like, Hey guys, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Um, but yeah, when they say that all the restrictions are based on what they see case transmission happening more often than not, like the, the odds are saying, that indoor dining spreads more than outdoor gathering, especially like you, you hear things about how there's certain restaurants downtown that had like, that was linked to over a hundred cases. Like, I think those are the type of things that when you hear, okay, indoor dining over a hundred people got infected, even though it was just one restaurant, maybe they had like, those are types of restaurants that have their protocols checked and, and something still happens, not at the fault of the restaurant, but just the fault of that's what transmits easier. Right. I think that's where it comes down to. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like it's a, uh, it's. I'm also a big process. Bonnie stand though. Like I'm, I'm out there with her, dude. Dude, <laughs> uh, you know what though? Like I actually like I, I like Bonnie Henry, but the one thing I kind of want to bring up, boys, and we've never really like talked about it. So we've always made fun of like anti-vaxxers. And do you think like 50 years down the road, when we're looking back at COVID-19, that instead of anti-vaxxers, we're making fun of the anti-maskers? Like the like the protest, oh, 100%. 100%. Like, it's fucked. How triggered? Like, don't get me wrong. I wear a mask, no problem with it. And the th- and the two of you don't either. I know that as well. But dude, P- I feel like people actually like it's up there with like throwing like racial slurs and shit in Vancouver. Yeah. Almost like it is like that level of trigger. And, and well, it's because it's yeah. like it's nuts. It's slowly yeah, becoming it's like fun. a high sensitivity topic because so many people have like conflicting opinions on it. You know what I mean? I know. Like one group of people believe this, one person believes that. It's it's almost it's like it's like political, right? Yeah. 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 It's it's I would wild. S- see. This is what I would say. I would say that about those group of people, it's you call them anti-maskers. Even anyone that's willing to just like make a giant scene instead of like I don't know peacefully protest, whatever you want to call it. It anytime they want to make a scene about something like that about a mask. Those are the exact same people that like they're never satisfied with anything, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they're the type of people they're like, "What the fuck? Toilet paper supposed to be on sale? It says right here in the flyer." It's like, bro, that's last week. And they're like, the same people that r- raise a fuss in grocery stores and restaurants, in bars. They're the same people that get kicked out of bars every week, dude. That, yeah, those are those people. Yeah, they're almost like anarchists. Yeah. Ideals. But shout out Mark Donnelly. I've tried. I want to get him on the podcast. I think that'd be a fire <laughs> episode. That'd oh, be like a genuine yeah. talk with an anti-masker, right? Oh they're pretty fucking dope um i don't know okay, let's, let's relate this though guys let's jump this to where we're supposed to be isha's watching probably we're a hockey podcast guys we are part of the hockey podcast network we are stick and rink podcast let's tie this covid are you okay josh yeah dude i'm just sorry i had the angels game on dude you know that player sohei otani that pitcher who yeah. bats and pitches dude this guy just got fucking ran over at home plate so <laughs> catcher catcher lost the ball goes behind home plate tries to recover fires it off to first overthrows it then it goes back to home plate where otani's covering some guy slides and just took his fucking legs out and i'm just like yeet anyway back sorry to the dl buddy um yeah. <laughs> so hockey podcast covid hockey before we jump to the canucks i want to make this comparison you bonnie henry is roberto luongo 
That's that's what I realized earlier today because like this is exactly what Vancouver did with Luongo, dude. He gave us such a he gave us such a fucking like great time when he first got here and everyone like you couldn't in the early Luongo days, you could not find anyone on the street that would t- not take a bullet for him. Like you could walk yeah. up there and be like, "Hey man, take a bullet for Luongo." He'd be like, "Shoot me, I don't give a fuck." But yeah. like within within 3 to 5 years, there was like it was the opposite. It was like it was so weird to be a Luongo fan. And that's what Bonnie Henry is now. Everyone at the beginning, remember we were making t-shirts. We were like, Bonnie is God. And we were like yeah. so lucky to have Bonnie. And now everyone's flipped on her just because it doesn't work for her anymore. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. So she's Luongo. She had a bit more of a of a shorter half-life though than Luongo did. Like yeah. her entire her entire situation turned over the course of like what, like six months? Five days. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking nuts. One, dude. one calendar year, dude. She lived the accelerated Luongo life. Yeah. Dude, but isn't it isn't it crazy though how when you actually look into like the whole political side of it, where you can only have control over people for like a year and then like people yeah. are going to start to get like pissed off and hate you. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It's, it's a bunch crazy. Of rebellious children out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not like anyone like out here wants to like fucking like murder her or anything like that. But regardless, it's just like, holy fuck. Like everyone's like, oh my God, like you're doing such good things. And then it's like, as soon as it doesn't go their way, they yeah. instantly flip. Yeah. And it's like, fuck you. It's like, I love you or fuck you. And there's nothing in between. Yeah, that's all it is. Uh, yeah. Okay, so connecting this to hockey. So we are at, we are Canucks podcast. And here we are. When we last recorded, the Canucks had just postponed their game for that night, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they had just postponed the game for, oh, maybe it was Tuesday night. I can't remember. Either way, mm-hmm. they had just postponed that game that night. And we we were thinking to ourselves, because at that point, I think it was only Goddett and maybe one other person that had tested positive. Yeah. And so we were thinking maybe contain, maybe get back to it in about a week, whatever, you know. So we're at this point now where it's, I don't know if it's been confirmed, but it's been out there from media outlets that there's over 20 Canucks players and staff members that have tested positive right now that are in isolation, dealing with sickness. Uh, we got we got the YouTube chat going off with, with our boy Isha saying, rip Canucks, rip season, RIP. I definitely don't disagree with that almost at this point, but yeah, so we are there. I think so that to highlight some things that have, that have been said now. So I've heard conflicting reports about what the actual condition of the players are, um, how sick they actually are. Some Darren Drager said that there was like vomiting, like dehydration, dehydration, diarrhea. And, and then I heard from, I think I saw from another reporter, I think it was Ben Kuzma of the province who said that there's, like there's no confirmed reports of that happening at all. Like there, there's no player dealing with that on the Canucks, maybe staff. I don't know. Um, but it's some, and there, so there's the other news article or news point is there's confirmed cases of the variant. There's many of them. I think it's the Brazilian variant. Not That's a big the variant aggressive guy. one that people are talking about. Yeah. The more extreme aggressive in, in transmission, right? Not in aggressive in transmission. I believe the symptoms are a little bit more volatile, kind of like on the, like the vomiting diarrhea side, that kind of thing. Interesting. All right. So yeah, we got that. We basically got the entire team out. Uh, and, and obviously the highlight is health is more important than hockey. Nothing like nothing else matters right now other than health. So I think we, as a podcast, as, as Vancouver's number one podcast and pretty much the unofficial official ambassador of the team, we want to wish the players well and everyone well. Um, yeah. It's kind of a shit situation, right boys? Yeah. yeah. And I think the, the shitty thing is well my my other question is how does this actually affect like their season 
because like there's no like they're only playing six other teams so yeah like does yeah. everyone do the Canucks just have to like run the fucking gauntlet at the end of the year and just like play like because we were we were concerned about this with Montreal and yeah, yeah. shit the next week now we're dealing with it now it's like it's bad bad like Montreal's back playing but Canucks it's like dude your entire team is infected like that's fucked I yeah. have I have a hypothetical situation for you guys. I love what if be- <laughs> this might just be a dumb <laughs> hypothetical, but this is just something that I was thinking about, like knowing with how we deal with COVID at our work and everything like that. So because all these people are contaminated by COVID and since a lot of them are in very direct contact of each other, are they just going to isolate everybody just completely in their own zones for two weeks? Or are they going to be interacting with other people? And if that happens and so many players stay out, like what are the odds that they just like bounce the Canucks for the rest of the season, rewrite the in- entire schedule for the remaining teams, and then just kind of cancel their shot at playing, you know what I mean? Playing for the cup. Like, is that something that we could possibly see just with the sheer amount of COVID cases that they have? Well, I, I think obviously the NHL has a schedule to abide by. Yeah. Cancel. What what that say? I just said they they will cancel the season over that, like over this this kind of exposure and, and this kind of outbreak. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so I think Rap makes a good point. But my question though, from a Canuck standpoint, is Okay, so let's just say Canucks season is done. You eliminate their games, and then you just go back to playing. So you'll have, like, if yeah. Edmonton, you play Vancouver, you know, two at home, two in van, well, you get an extra five days off to recover. Yeah. Now, my yeah. only argument with this is where does this leave us in terms of the standings? Because technically, teams are just naturally going to pull away. Like, Vancouver will finish dead last. Because Ottawa is just going to play more games, they could accumulate more points. So where does that affect the draft? You know, how do they how do they do that, or do they just say, "Hey, you had X amount of games left. We'll cut it in half. We'll give you this amount of wins, this amount of losses. Give you five hundred, and then we'll see where you end up in the standings, and just kind of do it that way." Yeah, I I would. So I think you could do that. That would affect that, that, that would affect different that would affect different games or teams. So I'll bring up the I'll bring up the comment from Isha on YouTube saying Raf nailed it because he basically talked about um, the other comment, the win percentage. So that's basically how they'll end up ranking this division. Um, it's if that's the case, if that's the scenario we go down where you know, like you said, way way different games played, all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's going to come down to they're going to organize our division based on win percentage, and now. That won't mean much for the top six teams because, like you said, that they will all have played the same game, so it'll just be the exact standings they're already in. But that will incorporate us into what we would have been. Now, I want I want to talk that all aboard the playoff train here. Now, this is going to be an awkward ride because I need to I need to uh, establish that this this does not. I I do care about people's health. I do care about the greater good of humans. I actually really hope they are all healthy and get healthy. Now. Setting that aside, like we did earlier when we just do the logic thing, the Canucks, like people, the the thing that's getting me a little bit is that people are saying like, oh, the season was a write-off anyway, so let's just write it off. And there are some people, and then there's the obvious side of saying the health is the reason. I don't like, Montreal lost the other night, dude, where they're only like, how many games do they have in hand on us now? They have, so they have three more games. We're only six points behind now. I'm saying it. It's quite a long shot. If hey, so let <laughs> talk to me now. Let's say the, the Habs lose their next three games, and we we are six points behind. Same games played. 
is that is that not a bit more of a a, dis- a discussion you know like is that not more a bit of a hey what's going on like okay let's just be let's just be extreme about it what if the canucks were top of the division like what do you do yeah yeah because that's a bit different or if they're in the middle of a playoff hunt yeah true I, yeah that's what I think is crazy. Where I, I, I don't think I saw an art, I saw a posting by the NHL where they said the goal right now is to get everyone in the North Division to play all 56 games. And I know they're going to say that, but they said they'll probably go past the May 14th original schedule. And you know what? May, and they said maybe all three divisions start their playoffs before the North does because of that. I, I actually see that as a real possibility right now. I, I think you definitely have a point, but there's two things that I fucking hate. First thing, we're actually me. There's one, thing, there's one thing I hate, and then there's one thing I find ironic. Okay. The first thing is, of all the teams in the NHL, Vancouver's the one that gets COVID. Like, fuck that, man. Especially in the U.S., where like COVID doesn't even exist down there yeah. yet. It's us, which really kind of pisses me off. The ironic part is the home of cancel culture is getting their hockey team canceled because of COVID. Oh, the so- irony. That is <laughs> that is actually amazing. Yeah. So, I don't know. Okay. Ugh. Ugh. Just the I'm home just... of cancel culture. That's actually a, a pretty accurate description. Yeah, seriously. And it'll cancel the fan base too. Because it's like, well, yeah. you can't argue about yep. anything anymore. So it's yeah. just gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. dude, you think the Canucks fans can't argue in the offseason, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who you're talking about right now, sir? Um, oh, boy. Other question I had, seeing on the Canucks topic, and I don't know if we've mentioned this, but did Thatcher Demko get signed? Yes, sir. Five by five, baby. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, when did that yeah. happen? That must have happened recently. Congratulations, yeah. Demko. Here's your COVID. <laughs> Here's <laughs> fuck. Congratulations. We'll pay you over the rest of the season. You ain't playing another game. So, <laughs> yeah. But he's getting five. What was it? Five year, $25 million? Yep. Yes, sir. Five by five. What do we, what do we think boys? I mean, you know, you get, you get Demko a million and a half cheaper than Markstrom. Just a milli, just a milli. Just a milli. Oh, right. Just a milli, milli cheaper, a buttload younger. Yeah. Maybe not nearly as good, but still developing. Do you guys like E? Do you think this is a high risk, high reward, or do you think this is a pretty low, low risk contract? Now, I've okay. I got into a Twitter. I don't remember if I, I, I talked about this on a stream I did when I was doing video game streaming, and I called out. I, I, I got into an argument on Twitter with fucking JD Burke, who I think I personally think is kind of a loser, but that's just me. Kind of a mean thing to say, but whatever. Um, because so, and he's kind of representative of a lot of people that think it's a bad contract. They think it's a risk. Now. It's a good contract, Josh. Let's just say that. that. Let's end it there. It's done. Moving on. I'm just, I got a lot of opinions, but I'm, I'll try not to talk too much. I think okay. he's he's clearly a good goalie. Like, fucking clearly. Like, this isn't this isn't just some, like, Alex Ald that went on, like, a tear for 12 games and, like, you give him a fat contract. This guy played good in huge games. This guy played good at, like, during this season. He's been on a tear for a month and a half. Down the stretch. Exactly. So he's he's a good goalie. He's more than that. Right. You have to pay good players. There's no, this guy's a good goalie. He's 25 years old. He's like he's got all the intangibles, all the tools to be good. He's yeah. we have a great goalie coach. Okay. So like in my opinion, okay, there's two routes you could have gone with this. 
you could have said, okay, you give him the five by five, or let's say the other option people have been saying is you give him a bridge deal. You say, here's two, two years at, at whatever it is. I don't, I don't even know what, what number it would be. You give him a bridge deal just to like give him a show me contract, get prove yourself one more time. So this is what I don't get about that scenario. So let's say you give him that contract from that scenario. Now there's two outcomes. A, he plays good. Your team succeeds. Now you have to pay him more than five by five. Well, that right. sucks. And, and he's two years older. He's two years older. And you're probably still going to get have to give him at least five years. So mm -hmm. that kind of sucks. And then the other option is the one I'm more confused about. So let's say B, you were right. And he he sucks, which means if, if Demko sucks, that means your team sucked, which means you did not succeed. So yeah. like, I just don't, I don't get how that's like the scenario we should be playing for. Like, I totally understand the Aquilini and the Benning move where you're like, the when we envision ourselves succeeding, it's because Demko's playing good. If we think he's going to play right. good, he's worth more than five million. So give him five by five. Yeah. That's the only way I see logic. That's the only well, logic I see in there. Yeah. And, and I think the other thing is as well that is you have to remember like, okay, let's say you don't want to pay Demko. Okay, well, what else do you have? Like, no, but yeah. seriously, like, seriously what else, yeah. like, what else do you have? You think Gold's no, going to yeah. come around in free agency? And, like, no. Well, like, and when they do, they're fucking expensive. Like, look look, yeah. dude, look at what fucking Kadobin got from the Dallas Stars after his playoff run. This guy's 35 years old, and he's getting paid the same amount of money as fucking Thatcher Demko. And yeah. And, well, how about, how about this, Josh? Yeah. Show me a free agent goalie that's worked out. Show show me one. Like Yeah, I mean, like, especially this season, like you maybe Matt, Matt Murray maybe, hasn't maybe Ben ahead, Bishop. Sorry. I would say yeah. maybe Ben Bishop. Uh, there are season. there are some. Uh Bobrovsky some... has started to turn it around a little bit. But the case okay. ten million dollars though. Yeah, is he yeah, is he a ten million dollar goaltender? I mean, dude, like I'm not dissing him because I feel like all just Canadians get pissed because he's unreal in our eyes. But dude, like Carey yeah. Price, dude, like this guy's getting ten and a half. Like, is he worth that right now? I don't think so. I I don't know. Like, the, I would say I, he's probably an eight million dollar goaltender. That's what he's playing like. I'm not saying he's not worth it. Yeah, I'm just saying that his recent play is not deserving of that. And, and this, and Josh, just to cap off my opinion, and it kind of goes back to the idea of what Vancouver is about sometimes, and what a lot of sports fans are like is you're just never satisfied. Like this, I'll relate it in saying that the fans that are out there saying this is a bad contract, we shouldn't pay Demko, he's not the answer, are the exact same people that are like raising huge hell when you don't have a goalie on your team. When they're like, how could they not find a goalie? Holy fuck! Like. You had this many draft picks. You could have traded for him. It's like you are the exact same people that when you have a goalie to take a chance on, you don't want to take a chance. And and you know what? And this might be, I don't know if this is a hot take, but goalies, they're they're a crapshoot, man. I just I like Seriously. There, there have been very few goalies that have come into the league that have like depending on where they were drafted to where they are now that have actually like panned out, you know, like a lot of, a lot of the goaltenders, like look up every single starting goalie right now. Like where, where'd Frederick Anderson go? Second, third round. He's not a first rounder. Like the only yeah. two first round goalies that I know, Marc-Andre Fleury, Carey Price, 
uh, I think Tuka Rask. And then there's maybe, and maybe like Jonathan Quick. But like, but the case can be made. Like these, like when you say like, we'll, we'll draft one. What do you mean, dude? Like goalies are so hard to find. Like yeah. you don't just pick one off the world junior roster and stick them on your team. Like that's not the way it works. Like they're just different. They're a different breed. That's a different position. And it takes you know? years. Like you said, dude, it takes fucking years to get a goalie and, like that. And you know what? And and the thing is, is fucking, I think that like, Oh man, I was, I, I forgot what I was going to say. Fuck me. I just, oh, man, my brain's going soft right now, boys. Yeah, that's um, okay, dude. I don't know. I just, oh, yeah, like, goalies are just such a unique position. Like, like look at the way that Matt Murray came in. He came in the same way Demko did, and he won them the cup. Flurry got hurt. He came yeah. in. He shut it down, and then he earned a starting job the next year, and that's how it was. You know, like, it's yeah. very rare that you actually have, like, a goalie that just, actually is drafted high and has an unreal career, you know? So I don't know. I think, I think goalies are sheer by chance. I would say maybe 15% in like drafting and the other, the other 85 is just luck in my opinion. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I can't disagree with you there. Like it's a good point. And it's, I feel like I, my goal sometimes is to not be negative, Josh, but sometimes I feel like the negativity brings out the negative in me. Yeah, 100%. Fuck. Tough sometimes. It's just a tough go. Uh, Okay, where do we want to go, Josh? I've been watching Drive to Survive. Now You've talked talked about it a few times. Now, I got some questions. I got some some takes, some thoughts, some opinions about this real quick. I can't Um, wait for when you and I argue about who's a good driver and who's not. I'm going to get to Okay, so I'm I'm on Drive to Survive. I'm about episode four. Now, Huge, huge spoiler alert here, I guess. I should say that. If you haven't watched it yet, spoiler alert. I'm going to talk about it. And Josh is probably going to talk about other stuff, too. I, Dude, there's more drama in the F1 than there is in the Kardashian house. Like, this is fucked. (laughs) Like, like all this shit going on about, like, when the French guy is telling the Red Bull guy, like, hey, I guess you need an engine and a driver now. Like, how? What? Yeah, dude. Dude. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, anyway, continue. Okay, so I'm not. I'll I'll give you a sum. I'll I'll give the audience a sum, and then I'll give Josh some takes. So, I'm at episode four right now. I've been introduced to Daniel Ricardo, basically the Red Bull team. They haven't really. The Lewis Hamilton hasn't really been addressed too much. It's kind of just a known fact that he's kind of the goat right now at this point of the season. I'll tell you right now, he doesn't for like you won't get a glimpse at Ferrari and Mercedes in season one. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's kind of season two. It's kind of. Okay, well that's sick. I'm down for that. Yeah. Um, basically, I'm being introduced to all the. Are they all called team executives or team presidents or something like that? Team principals. Okay, team principals. Team, basically, team principals you got and some CEOs and that type. Yeah. Of thing. Okay, so you got the principal of the school district F1 of every team. Pretty sick. I'll admit that they got their drivers each. So as far as I know, eight teams, two drivers each, or ten teams, two drivers each. Ten teams, two drivers each. So twenty ten teams total. Basically, what I've learned is that Williams sucks. Williams needs to go, and that when when I was watching TSN as as a, like a twenty two year old or whatever it was, and people were saying like, "Oh, dude, Lance Stroll, next big thing." Uh uh-uh, uh, Lance Stroll, just Canadian father, has money apparently. Yeah. Lauren. Um. Yeah, Lo- Lauren or Lawrence. Lawrence. All right, sick. Whatever, Mister yeah. Stroll, just out for a stroll. I would say, 
I so the way they framed it, dude, they made me a huge Ricardo fan. Like they they pumped the scap. He's he's fucking good looking. I'd uh-huh. suck his face. He he's funny, dude. He's he's singing about his scrotum in the car. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like this guy's all time. And then he just like just gets tossed aside for Max for stopping, dude. So I was yeah. I'm trying to think of some hot takes for you here. I already gave you my hot take at, at, before I watched it. I I still am a bit out on the F1 idea because of how much money is a factor. Like it's cool. Actually, I'm not out on F1. That's my biggest pet peeve still, though, is that it doesn't come down to the drivers enough. Like, what do you mean? We talked about them having salary caps last episode. Remember? Yeah, but it's but, but for even so, season, it's for this, for this season. season. Yeah, yeah. That hasn't come into play yet. Because the salary caps are only starting to come into play in what 2020, 2021, I think. I think it's I think it's this season. That yeah, because it's I think it's like huge, a 100, 145 million dollar salary cap. I think. Oh. That's like well below what the top teams spend too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Holy shit! Now I am sold. Now let's fucking go, dude. Yeah. So, so the real. Sorry, go ahead, Josh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll touch on a couple things here. So oh, dude, and Max Verstappen's a bitch, dude. That's what I'm gonna say about him dude, from season I, one. Yeah, see, season one they make Verstappen to seem like just like a whiny bitchy rookie, but I'm yeah. telling you right now, like. I like him right now because he seems to be the only one this season and a little bit of last season to actually put pressure on Hamilton. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, so in terms of Daniel Ricardo, he is he's kind of he's the fan favorite. Like is he? he's he's yeah, he's easy to like. Like I've never met someone that like doesn't like Daniel Ricardo. Like like you said like he's always smiling, he's funny um he's a you you can say it he's hot as fuck he's actually like an unreal driver like the biggest thing on ricardo is that he's never had a car worth to his potential like he's never been signed to mercedes he's never been signed to ferrari like the closest he's ever gotten to the top is with red bull so now he's just trying to fight his way back there hey um, keep talking i'm gonna set up my lamp but it's getting a bit dark out here josh real quick i just pulled up stats on max or stopping on the race that they had uh what's it called at the bahrain international circuit on the 28th of march yep speaking of putting pressure on hamilton 0.745 seconds behind hamilton yeah like yeah, that's he, fucked yeah he was right there yeah right, right legitimately there. right there it could have just been like three turns that just like made the difference in that race but, you know what the the crazy thing is as well, and I might I don't know if Elijah can hear me, but the biggest thing with it as well is like, what if you just have like a slower pit stop? You know, yeah. like what if you That's just all it could take. Your front, like your rear left tire just doesn't go on as fast as it should. Like yeah. that makes or breaks a race at that point. So it's it's interesting. So yeah, um, e, I have a question for you. Hit me, baby. What do you think of Gunther Steiner, the team principal for Haas? For Haas. Oh, he's kind of, I like him. He's got some energy to him. Dude, I do like a, him. He's a funny guy. He's a, you yeah. like him. He's probably the most uh, <laughs> comical, I would say. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, he's, he's good shit. So dude, was it, yeah. was it fucking the Haas team in season one that the guy was having a great race? And they forgot to fucking put the tire on right. Yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah twice they did. It what back the back. fuck are we doing, dude? And, and and you know what though? You know what though? E like think about 
think about how how quick like their pit stops go like for 1.8 to like two and a half seconds and yeah. you're and you're changing a tire i remember i sat out on the curb with you for 15 <laughs> minutes changing yeah. a tire on your honda civic and they're doing it in like you know a thousandth of the time of that so yeah. it, it's nuts like it the, the one thing I will say is like, there's so many things that can go wrong and it's kind of beyond the driver's control. You know, like sometimes yeah. like your car, like you'll just, uh, like I encourage you to follow F1 on Instagram or Facebook, however, and just listen to their audio mics and they'll just be like lost power. I'm like, the car just stops. Like the car just dies. It's yeah. just like, it's, two it's a two million dollar car and it just stops working yeah so like, it's, it's like yeah sound. um, <laughs> um yeah, okay i have i have some nuts. i have some rapid fire questions for you here okay so for first does you know how there's two drivers on each team do they both have identical cars yes yeah so it's exact same specs everything okay so same yeah. cars there so Here's one thing I don't understand about the when the actual race commences. If I was a team like Williams or Haas, and you're just trying to not fucking suck, you're trying to not finish last, mm -hmm. it seems like every crash or every race, there's at least one crash, maybe two, maybe more. Yeah. Right? So, well, so it, so it seems like, like, Wait. They'll, like they'll do yeah. that in the series to kind of like, totally like kind of spice it up, obviously. Would you, like, would you think there's at least one, one crash every race? Um, I wouldn't say there's a crash, but it's a good to fair chance that there's usually a couple DNFs. So like their yeah. car dies, like there's a mechanical issue. It, yeah. Sorry. Um, I should have said that. Yeah. Or like there might be like, it may not be like a crash crash, but like some guy might like, like you have to remember these cars are so sensitive. Like if you were to kick one, Elijah, like if you kick the front wing, like it breaks, like it's sensitive <laughs> as shit. No, seriously. Yeah. Like they're not yeah. like, they're, it's made from like carbon fiber like it's not metal because it weighs too much so it's just like it's they're very sensitive so like if you barely touch someone like if your front wing hits some dude's tire two things are going to happen a your front wing is going to fall off pretty much or you're going to puncture that dude's tire because it's so soft and it's just so sensitive that'll just pop and like you'll just and like that's just the way it goes okay every every car pit stops at least once right just uh, once in a race you have to put you have to the way that it works is you have three sets of tire compounds that you're given on a weekend so basically each tire compound is just kind of based on it's either based on grip versus length so like how long your tire will last versus how grippy it can give you so it oh. can go from hard medium soft and ultra soft so a hard tire will be it'll last you longer on the track like it'll like the wear won't uh won't deteriorate as quickly but it may not give you as much grip whereas an ultra soft will be the complete opposite you'll have grip up your ass but you could only last maybe like 20 laps and then you have to come in and pit so it's interesting yeah it's kind of based on like what type of race you want to run like if you have a driver that looks after his tires and like is very like conscious of that then you'll maybe only stop and maybe once or twice but if you have a driver that's aggressive and like kind of like burns out or brake locks a bunch of times it'll actually like cause you to stop more because more wear will go on your tires hmm. yeah Sick. I, I feel overwhelmed right now mm -hmm. like, like how much you know about this like it's a lot dude like it it, it is a lot and 
it's it's so much fun and like even you saw in the first episode like when Haas like they fucked up their um their cars twice and yeah Kevin Magnuson made the comment before like they showed the video like he's like you're out there alone but then all of a sudden you come into the, to the pits and you realize how much of a team sport it actually is so wait, Razor in the chat is saying you have to use both compounds in a race too. Yeah, so you have to le- you have to use at least two. So you can okay. use like a super soft and an ultra soft, or you can use a hard and a super soft, or like a hard and an ultra soft. What the fuck? So you have to do that. You have to do that. So you and they can't have to be two on- separate ones. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Why? Yeah, it's just it's just one of the rules made by the FIA. So is the FIA, are we a little bit like uh, the IOC? Or are we a bit corrupt here, Josh? Do we got Dick Pound running things? Corrupt? Uh, I don't I don't know. Like uh, the FIA, like it's, they're kind of like stewards almost. Like they're almost like judges. So like if you like. <laughs> that sounds real corrupt. So like if you do like an overtake and, you know, they deem it illegal or if you like, if you don't have the proper racing line and like you hit someone, like it's all kind of based on like right of way on track. Yeah. Which is an interesting one because it's almost like it's like BCAA, like evaluating your driving. It's like, no, you were at fault. No, you you were at fault. And it's just like the verdict kind of comes down to like what they see on camera. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I guess. So like that Monaco race where where Ricardo was like his car died with like eight laps to go or whatever. Well, it was slow down. Yeah. Sorry. Like, yeah, I lost a lot of power. So like. What that tells me is he could, it looked like he could have just had a dead car from the very beginning of the race. He would have been fine. Well, yeah. So, Cause like he just maneuvered his way the whole time. He just fucking, he just cucked him left and right. And he was like, no, well, you're Sam, Sam. Well, well, the thing is, the thing is, is like there's, there's a bunch of different tracks and like the way that they look. Monaco, first of all, let's talk about Monaco here. Did yeah. that intro to Monaco not fire you up? <laughs> yeah that i felt like i was going to fire fest dude i was dude, excited seriously like it it's actually sick like monaco is unreal um but it's the oldest track on the circuit and what they say in that episode is they say that qualifying basically dictates your position of the race because there's very limited places where you can actually pass so like if your car is slow but you still have pace you can actually like hold off someone like they'll be riding your ass but it's very rare that they could even get past you because there's yeah. just limited times to actually overtake like it's too narrow all right yeah anyway sick dude i feel like i might have a couple more but i'll save it for next time i don't know what they yeah. are right now 100 we'll touch and for, hey for the <laughs> listeners out there both in the podcast episode too i think drive to survive might become a little a little regular topic here as i go through it and as josh gets hyped on it hey dude maybe we'll live stream us watching a race dude what else do you do at 5 a.m when you fucking get up to watch cars dude i'm not gonna lie like when i said boys like that is one of my favorite days is sundays because f1 is going on so i'll wake up i'll wake up at 8 a.m or like 7 a.m watch an f1 race go back to bed for like 45 minutes and get up and watch nfl and like that's what I would do on my Sundays, and then I podcast with you guys. Like that was my day. Yeah. So that yeah, sounds like sounds like a full day. Appreciation, and the best part is, dude, you can bet on it. Probably the DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, have, I'd have to double check that. Don't take Josh's word for it, but I'm pretty sure you might. I'm checking right now, but. Woo!
What is up, Devils fans? It's your boy, Neil Piano. Make sure you check out the Devils State of Mind podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. From Taylor Hammer Porkroll to how much we hate the Rangers, we got you covered. New episodes every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Hockey Podcast Network website. And always remember to rock on. Woo! Either way, why don't we move into our next topic while I check? So, Josh, do you have any thoughts about opening day real quick before we go to internet stories? Uh, not so much on opening day, but there was a headline that came onto my phone before we started recording. So that, that picture, Sohei Otani, like the hitter and everything. So yeah. in the first inning, Raph, you're going to love this too. It just goes to show like the skill of like, everyone says like baseball is like non-sport and all that. Fuck you, because it actually takes a lot. So <laughs> in the first inning, He's on the mound. This guy throws a 101-mile-an-hour fastball, okay? Jesus. So that was at the bottom. So It's like, what, 125 kilometers? I don't know the conversion, but it's... That's it's like for stopping out of the fucking pit, hitting you in the in the ribcage, dude. Yeah. Okay, so, so I think he threw that in the bottom of the first. In the top of the first... 160 kilometers. 160-kilometer fastball. That's fucking banana lands. Okay. So he, so he did that, and then he proceeded to hit a dinger 442 feet over the fence. Jesus Christ. Like, what? like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's, like, I understand, like, baseball can be boring, but there are moments like that when you're like, how the fuck do you even do that? You know, like, pitchers are like, you know, they're not really, like, athletes. They only pitch every five days. But this guy... Yeah. The fact that he's hitting homers and he's in the lineup as he's pitching in an American league where the pitcher doesn't even have to bat is fucked. That can we, okay, crazy. real quick. Can we, okay, Josh, how far is the, uh, is the batter from the pitcher's mound? 90 uh, feet. How it? much? Oh, that's the base. I think the bases are 90 feet. Yeah. 90. It's 90 feet from home plate to first and third. Okay. Like 60? 60, 60, 60 it's 60 feet. So this ball is traveling at 162 kilometers an hour. Yeah. Think about how little time that is to recognize exactly where the ball's going to impulsively swing and adjust for for where the ball's going to be. Dude, they've to done sports. It. They've done like little sports science segments on it. It's actually yeah. It's a it's like your reaction time is fucking through the roof with that kind of stuff. And the minor adjustments yeah. that you're making mid swing is probably next level. So I'll give yeah. you I'll give you a perspective on this. There is a documentary it used to be on Netflix. If it ever comes back, I encourage you guys to watch it, even if you're not a baseball fan. It's called Fastball, um, and they said scientifically the human eye cannot actually like you can see the ball, but you can like you can only see it like leave the pitcher's hand if it's over 100 miles an hour. You don't actually like you don't know where it's actually going at that point. If anything's over that speed, you were yeah. guessing like it's hard oh, wow. to make an adjustment. So yeah. when you shoot a hockey puck, like when Obi takes a clapper and it's, if it's over a hundred miles an hour, the goalie, oh. fit, like your the human eye physically can't see it. Like you cannot see where it's going. Yeah. You just, you just kind of have to assume like, you hope it's like where you're swinging your bat almost, or like you're just making <laughs> some sort of contact. Yeah, the, the the hockey one's a funny one too because you then flip the the roll and you say what you're hoping is that it hits you, which is actually kind of fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Which is actually when you scary. put it like Whereas that. Like baseball, you're like, if it hits you in the head, like you're dead. Like, so you're, you're dead, man. 
Yeah. Hey, well, hey, one one comparison I'll make is that when guys like Steph Curry came into the NBA, they said that's not a basketball player because he's not tough. Well, guess what, dude? He revolutionized the game. If a guy like Shohei Otani comes in and can do both like that, I I think that that's you know you look at each sport and you try and decide what's what's a way that they can evolve. Like what's a way that the sport can evolve that we don't see yet. I mean, hockey was doing away with fighting and, and introducing guys like McDavid with just like insane speed. I think that's one area for baseball. Like they already do the analytics and the super statistical approach to everything. I think that's the other side is finding different roles for players and finding ways to optimize your lineup. Right. Yeah. I mean, you see it with you see it with Tampa Bay all the time, what they do with their, their pitchers. I mean, I think the biggest thing when I look at, when I look at baseball is in terms of like the actual gameplay and like even like the look of the players too. And I don't mean this as a bad thing. Baseball is probably the least changed sport of all the four sports. Like you look at like how football has changed, how hockey's changed, how basketball has changed. Like, and yet baseball is very much the same. Like it doesn't change. And like the pitchers haven't gotten like they haven't thrown 120 mile an hour fastball. Like, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. interesting in that sense, like the human body is not actually improved this sport at all. Whereas like guys like McDavid, when you're taking like, you know, physical training into account and everything like that, like, dude, like none of that really seems to matter in baseball, which is very interesting. Yeah. Well, I would say other than the fact of like how, like the, the pitch speed and what they've evolved to that. Right. But and how, how even though, like, I mean, like you even look yeah. at like certain guys, Nolan Ryan used to do it. Like, yeah. I mean like Nolan Ryan, like way back when, like that guy was 48 years old and he was still chucking 97 mile an hour fastballs. Yeah. But that's right. Yet you have like some big fucking yoke guy coming out of college and like, he barely throws 95. Yeah. And it's like, like where, like, where's the discrepancy? Like where, what, what changed or what hasn't totally. changed, you know? Yeah. I feel you. Okay, anyways, right. let, let's let's move into the, the last segment of our episode here. So we're going to go into uh, a little, you know what? Okay, we, so in March, we did our like rotating segments to kind of see, try and see the fit of some new segments for the show. What Boys, what did we do? We did an Ask Me Anything. We did, uh, yeah, was mail, mail was mailbag separate? Yep. I think mailbag was separate where it was kind of like submit your questions about a certain topic. Um, we did internet stories, like Josh said. What else did we do? There was one more, right? No, nope, I think that was it. Oh, we had four episodes on Sunday at least. There was one more that we did. Oh, did we? Ah, uh, I was gonna say, did we talk about a random sport? No, we didn't. No. Do that. that was an that was an idea for a segment. Either way, we were we were looking to come out of that month with a couple new segments to to grace our guests with, and I think we didn't really discuss this as a podcast, but I think we all enjoyed the internet stories for sure. Yes, we're not. I don't think we're going to officially say which ones are sticking and which ones aren't. But we had some we had some good fun with some of them. So why don't we kick it out into the second edition of the Internet Stories pod or the Internet Stories segment? Name still TBD because we'll change that name. But basically, let's just dive into some funny or interesting or just out there Internet stories that you guys have. Who wants to start? Uh, I have a good one. All right, Raph, take it away, baby. I have. I only have one story this week. Same. But okay. I think it's an interesting one, and I want to get your guys' opinions on this because you guys are gamblers, and I'm not a gambler. Yeah, I'm not. So really, but I have an opinion. Yeah, fair. Um, so there's this article that came out on IGN today, 
It's like we've yeah. all played video games, we've all grown up video games, and it revolves the concept of loot boxes in video games. So for those who don't know, loot boxes are essentially things that you used to be able to purchase in games, which would give you a random draw at something cosmetic for the game. Doesn't impact the overall outcome of the game, just kind of it looks cool. It gives you style points, that type of thing. And it basically was a really thorough article that relates these things such as loot boxes to premature uh, gambling problems in children. Mm. And it's like 93% of the children who play, uh, out of the 93% of children who play video games, up to 40% have opened loot boxes. Uh, only about 5% of the people who open loot boxes make back the revenue that they spend on them. So whether it's like tons of money, only 5% of the people will break even on how much they've spent on loot boxes. And 12 out of 13 studies on the topic have established uh, connections to problems ga- uh, to pro- problematic gambling behaviors in, peop- in young people who then grow up to be adults. And I just wanted to see your guys' take on that. First question. I, I want some yeah. clarification. So like you said, like gotten their money back through whatever. So yeah, so all of these items based on like whether the rarity, like if it's something that is less common, it'll have like a value on it. Oh, like in okay, Counter Strike, so ca- there's these things that are called that are knives essentially, which are worth a lot more money than a lot of other things. Like some of these things can go from like five hundred to like over a thousand dollars. Yeah. So what you're saying is, versus what you could just buy this item straight out for yeah. in like a market or whatever, you're yeah. trying to get it in a loot box, basically in a pack of cards. Yeah. Okay. And only five percent of people who open this actually get the value, get their value back. And I just wanted to see if you guys think that this is something that is legitimate. Like, is this actually going to start, like, causing a lot of gambling problems in young children? Do you think this is something that is just kind of, I would say, um, being blown out of proportion? Like, what do you guys think about this? Well, I think... And ahead, then one other thing that it points out is that young men are most likely to use loot boxes with young age and lower education correlating with increased uses. Okay. All right, all right, all right. I mean, I think ever like spending money on an actual video game like in terms of like stuff in game i've never done yeah. it. i've okay. never i've never spent like not even on apps on my phone yeah like i just I, I never have like i think maybe the the one that i have ever at least like contemplated like have i ever paid uh, well actually i shouldn't necessarily no okay i've gotten like value packs like when i got modern warfare I got like the the premium deluxe edition, so I got like some cool guns. Oh, okay. But like, but that is like from face value. Like I've yeah. never like that's like original purchase of the game. I had the intent of purchasing the game, not I've got the game, and then I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, like I want that. Like I'm gonna go buy that. Uh, so I've never done that, but like I know people. Like I used to play GTA Five with a guy who spent like 200 bucks on the game yeah like of in-game stuff and i'm like it was sick like it was cool but i'm like dude like i'd much rather just like play the game and like try and work my way up to that because like it yeah. kind of takes out the fun from all that would you guys not agree a little bit yeah in a way but it's also kind of like oh like i could just roll the dice on this thing and see if i get it earlier you know what i mean yeah true but i mean also at the same time it, yeah I, for me like once i've bought the game i have no intention of spending more on the game fair yeah, and I would say th- this one, like my opinion of what Josh is saying is I- I've never been a guy who can like rationalize buying something for cosmetic reasons. Like if-, if it makes you better at the game or if it like gives you an advantage, I see that. Okay. But 
I, I yeah, I've, I've I've never I've never been a fan of like buying cosmetic things, but I, I see why people. Okay, what the fuck's going on in the chat? We got B. Fiddler <laughs> saying call him out. I don't get what he means. He's saying that Josh, Josh is lying. Josh has definitely spent money on a video game of some sort. Oh, Essentially, is nice. what he's getting at. What the game? only thing, the only other thing you've probably bought in is a battle pass, right? Maybe no, that's it. I guess the yeah, oh yeah, true. I guess we we pass. that was like we used to it was, that was like Fortnite and Apex Wait, and but, COD used to do that but, for seasons. Whatever it was like once every. Yeah, but don't you technically like you can actually like buy the next battle pass if you play the next battle pass long enough? So yeah, but you had to have bought one. Yeah, so like if I've played the game, then it would be I've spent thirty five bucks on something that if I continue to play this game, I will continue to buy free battle passes with what I've had. Yeah. Yes, battle passes are very different though because battle passes, like in this article, it talks about the one solution to these types of things is showing like how much you need to spend for it, what exactly you're going to be receiving. But okay, so I'm going to talk about another thing because Elijah, you were saying that if, uh, cause like if it's just solely cosmetic, then it's completely, then it's like, you just can't care about it. Right. Yeah. Let's look at something like counter-strike where it's like, I think the odds of you getting a knife from counter-strike is 0.01% give or take, let's say. So that's what one in 10,000. I think, yeah. Uh, sorry, you Something said like point that. one. Point zero one. Yeah. That's so, 10, yeah. So, each of these cases that you can open that will potentially give you a knife is five dollars. Well, seven cents for the case. Let's say I think it is, and it's like four something for the uh, key. Let's just say five dollars just to break it even. If you get one of these knives, let's say this knife will have a five hundred dollar plus value. Does then that kind of give you some incentive to purchase it if yeah. you're actively playing the game? I see what you're saying. Like it, it, it could be more about like what the dollar value you could get for this if you resold it. I get that. There's like, yeah. there's totally a almost a lottery scheme like to it, right? Yeah. And that's that's what it's similar to. Like you would never. This doesn't. There, this this lends itself. This compares itself well to a certain aspect of gambling, like the the lottery concept, right? Like yeah. the thing the thing that I would say though is. I mean, I grew up with my mom buying lottery tickets. I kind of knew yeah. like the minute I, the minute I took one statistics course in high school or even high school or university, I knew right away like, oh, okay, probably not worth it. Like, yeah. I, I think you're kind of exposed as a kid where as a kid in your mind, you're thinking like, oh my God, I'm smarter than everyone. I know the answer. I'm going to do a lottery ticket this way. And like yeah. you find out like, no kid, everyone's thought of every scenario that doesn't yeah. work. Right. So that's kind of, yeah. And this kind of ties into the thing that they talked about in the article where it's like lack of education is a very big lack of education and lower age is a really big driving factor in this. Yeah, I could see, like, I could totally see where, you know, if, if these kids never learn about what the statistics are and like what, you know, if you told them like, OK, if you actually played the math of like how many times you'd have to spend five dollars, what you'd end up spending. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Right? Yeah. Fifty thousand dollars before you get that five hundred dollar knife. So. Like, dude, how many, my, my first memory or one of my first memories of understanding all that was when someone showed me the odds of a roulette wheel, like yeah. what it is, red, black, and green. And you thought, well, fuck, that kind of sucks. Like, I just thought it was 50, 50. And then yeah. you kind of get exposed to the real world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. Cool. Uh, Anyways, that's my internet story. Nice. I guess my fun little tidbit. My internet story is definitely not as uh, mind twisting as raffles or not mind twisting, but more of uh Provoking or thought provoking, thought provoking. Yes, that's that's yeah. the word. My internet story, boys, is about Danielle Brigoli. Does anyone know that name? No, I don't. Okay, everyone, <laughs> Raph, do you know who Danielle Brigoli is? No, fill me in. 
<laughs> she is the <laughs> catch me outside girl. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy okay. shit. So it was released this week. So I guess she had just turned, I don't know. I, don't, I think it was 19. Real uh, quick. If you guys don't know, we're just getting, we're getting rated on Twitch. If you guys don't know what that is. That's, uh, I think, I mean, that's so sick. I, what should we take a second to say? Okay, I'm gonna go right through the chat right now and say, Chief Steve, I'm a fan. Nest the, <laughs> the T Queen, I think we could get along. Hey, it's Bray, not a fan. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, that's my that's my immediate thought. Um, sorry, Josh, yeah. go ahead. So, Danielle Bergoli, so she turned 19. Pretty sure, uh, you have to be 19 years of age to start an OnlyFans. So take a guess on what Danielle Bergoli did. <laughs> take a guess what she did for her quarantine birthday, boys. Now, now it's not... 18, it's not, I believe, is the age. Okay. So it's not, it's not the fact that she has been... Uh, that she made an OnlyFans. I don't care about that. It's the fact that she made a million dollars in the first day of her OnlyFans. <laughs> One day, she made a million bucks. Six and hours, not even one day. Six hours, dude. Six hours? six hours. That's fucked. So I don't know what the math is on that, but I'm pretty sure it's like almost like two hundred twenty thousand dollars a fucking hour. Bro, she's no. making fucking Ronaldo money. It's like hundred, hundred, hundred seventy-five thousand. Give it. I think it's like one hundred sixty-five thousand an hour, give or take. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's, that's wow. more. That's more than McDavid makes. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, what the fuck? So. I just and and don't get me wrong, like you know, credit to her, man. Like I'll I'll give it to you, but yeah. like she looks like an alien. Like, what? She actually <laughs> looks like an alien. Like she does not look like she's from this planet. And the other mind fucking thing is like I've always wondered. Like so then I went down I went down the rabbit hole today. Okay, so I saw Danielle Brigoli. I saw that story. I'm like, fuck you, catch me outside. I'm like, fuck you, Dr. Phil, for blowing this girl up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I thought, I'm like, okay, have you guys ever heard of Whoa Vicky? Well, whoa, whoa, Vicky? Whoa, Vicky? Whoa, no. like, whoa, W-O-A-H, and then Vicky. No. Okay. So, <laughs> it's just like, I remember watching these two, and, like, she is just as trash bag as the catch me outside girl. I'm like... I just think I'm like fuck, man. Like I hate the internet. Like I actually hate <laughs> how, bro. That, that's what? So well, I like, just look. At at, I looked up her profile. Like I just typed in "Whoa, Vicky" into Google, and her in her in her description, dude, it says she gained notoriety in 2017 after using the N word in a few videos. Like that's why she's famous. What the fuck? <laughs> really? Like, the, and then, and I'm then, out, people are out here telling me, dude, like, dude, if you have a kid. Make sure you don't give it more than 15 minutes of screen time. And we're, the rest of the world, we're like, hey, man, if you go on to Dr. Phil and cause a scene, you get a million dollars a day. Dude, like, seriously? What the fuck? Nuts. I just, I think, like, I, I'm always curious. Like, you know what? They got famous and congratulations. But man. I'm always curious, like, how did you get famous? So, okay, Will Vicky's dropping the N-word a couple times in the video. She gets famous. Danielle Brigoli essentially has a famous line of catch me outside and threatens to fight the Dr. Phil audience, which is just mind boggling. Cause Wasn't she saying that to her mom? Moms. Yeah. Wasn't was, she saying that to her mom? 
No, she would no, she was saying that to the audience too. She's like, ah, catch oh. me outside. How about that? And like she's looking at the audience and like everyone's making fun of her. Dude. And of course the internet just hook line and sinker just like and she blew up and like this girl yeah. has like millions and millions of dollars and yet here here we are three good guys good <laughs> i wouldn't go that far grinding, three hardworking, grinding the nine to five three decently these, tolerable guys and then we got these two trash bag kids that are just better than us and more successful than us in every single way and it's just yeah it's just upsetting fair <laughs> dude it's hey, they tell you when you're young man Good people always win. Hell no, dude. Invert but that then, a little bit, dude. <laughs> okay, if you think that's something that people got famous for that, like think about the whole TikTok trend. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. Yeah. Like people Demilios, got famous man. and rich. Yeah, of just fucking dancing on TikTok, social media. Like, sure, it's kind of a fucking weird, creepy approach. Probably, but I mean, like Vine, dude. Vine was yeah. Well, Vine was fucking yeah. Same thing. But that was like our equivalent. But it's like the same thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. nuts. Well. Yeah. This is why, as a podcast, we kind of have to be united on the idea of like whatever the next thing is. You just have to like it. You almost have to be like a like a like an army guy on standby. Like it should just be like, hey guys, there's a new app. I'm calling you in, and we all just sell our souls for like a few weeks, and we just get super good at it, and then hopefully get paid a million dollars. I'll only do it if we unionize beforehand. Ah, fuck that, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. But like, hell no. Here's the way that I see it as well. And Elijah, is you, you being a stock guy will yeah. appreciate this analogy or comparison. Mm-hmm. I find that like new apps or, you know, just kind of, you just have to be like in the right place at the right time. Or you just yeah. have to like, you know what I mean? Because once you hear of it, it's already gone. You know what I mean? Like the ship I would is say sailed. so, yeah. You know, yeah. like you have maybe like 24 hours to jump on the bandwagon. Otherwise, you're just a 20, follower. And 24 hours. Matter. I don't know about that. But, <laughs> but seriously, like that's actually the yeah. way it seems. You know, like I feel like TikTok was like famous in like a week. And like you were either famous right away or you just weren't. And yeah, it, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. isn't isn't that where all like the, the Sway House and all those kids came from TikTok? yeah maybe yeah dude like hey i mean i make fun of those people but how sick is that dude not only are you at all your you and your friends rich but you were you were dope enough to say like hey why don't we all just go buy a man or like live in a mansion together yeah that's like better for business like imagine that yeah fuck dude yeah anyway that's that's my my story the catch me outside as an only fans i subscribe check it out I supported local businesses, small companies, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, I like what's fucked is we're going to have to see her when she's 35 and like she's going to struggle, dude. Like, right? <laughs> she's she going to tank at like, like 30. Well, I she probably before that, but I imagine like this, how long do you think it builds before it just absolutely tanks? I think I think like, she's got a couple of years left before the bubble bursts. Like, dude, do you think? I, Dude, do you I think, think she hits our age? Years. She's got seven years. Seven years? 25? Dude, she's that's, she's 19. She's that's 18 a badass seven, life. 18 or 19. And She and could be set for life, though, financially. She Dude. will be set for life financially. She is set for well, life you financially. Have to, you, have, you have to know what to do with that money, though. Nah. Oh, dude. I, I think when you got that, kind of, that, that much money, it doesn't matter. Talk well, to Alan they, Iverson, man. That guy blew through <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, true. That's, anyway. 
Okay. Well, my, my internet story, this, this is good. Cause it will kind of be a lot quicker than you guys. Cause it's really not as fascinating as you guys. I, ch- I fucking went on and I saw the SpaceX <laughs> one. That's me. I'm up. I'm about SpaceX. So they just, um, I didn't want to say acquired. They finally got the two final crew members of their civ- all civilian space mission, space mission, where they're sending these people into orbit around earth. These people have never been into space before. That's okay. fucked. Like I find that that blows my mind. So these these four people, the last two they chose, um, what does it say here? This guy named Jared, this woman named Haley Arsenal. What's up, Raf? Would you go to space? Yes. Well, okay. This is this is kind of where on. I was going. You, this is where I was. I know you would. I, I want to see where he would. I I would. I don't. It's kind of like the vac- How some people feel about the vaccine, dude. I don't know if I'm the first one up in here, dude. Well, I was gonna <laughs> say vaccine, if you had I to be. be for space i'm like have you seen the recent spacex launches yeah, yeah, yeah. that's no, I, not going well dude. i understand i get that but i'm saying like would you willingly be one of the first people to go to space no how Wait, much would we have her? to pay you to test going to space how how long am i gone for like how much of my life is fucked you're got you're gone for a week no that's i would it. say i'm saying at least five years uh yeah i'm out anything anything much, more than a year i'm out how much do we have to pay you to go to space for five years live on mars it would have to, you would have to, I would have to, I would have to, exploration crew. I would need $300 million. $300 million? Yeah. I mean, on the bright side, if he doesn't come back alive, we don't have to pay anybody. So that's kind of a win, right? No, there would, there would be a clause that says, in the event of the, in the event of the likely death of this fat fuck out in space, you know there's not enough carbs in that space food, that's for sure. You can't keep me going. You're gonna on live that off MREs your entire life. <laughs> but like on this idea, so this idea like I think it's badass the fact that you have an all civilian space mission. Obviously, like have you guys heard about the space hotel? That's that's the story I should have brought up. There's no. like I think it's projected for 2030 where they're I think they're already selling occupancy on a space hotel. Like yeah. it's basically it's like a, a so station sick. out there that has like things you could stay at for obviously it's for the it's for the one percenters out there. Yeah, but like here's here's my thing, okay? Like you have the space hotel and that's fine and dandy. But <laughs> who the like <laughs> who the fuck is going up there? How much are you paying? No, not even that. It's just like who the fuck works there? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go in there, it's like an all-inclusive resort kind of staff just walking around cleaning everything. You're like, okay, I guess this kind of feels normal. <laughs> just a bunch of consuelos from Family Guy. Just- uh, yeah. <laughs> but, no, but seriously, like, could you imagine having that profession? You're like, oh, what do you do? Like, we're the fucking space hotel. Oh, yeah? Like, what? Like, how's that work? It's like, yeah, I'm like seven out. Seven on, seven off. Yeah, I was going to say, like, six weeks on, six weeks off. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, that's, that's the crazy thing. Like, I wonder if it would, like, how do you employ people? Like, what is, what's the job application? Like? Yeah. How long what until people fuck? start getting cabin fever up there? Yeah, seriously. You know what I mean? Because, like, like you're ice, like you're sure, like you're, all, you're in, I guess you could say you're, all, you're in your own little world in that kind of sense because you technically are. You're just this, yeah. uh, what's it called, a body orbiting our planet. But, like, 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 what happens on like in like the down season when not many people go up there? Is there going to be a down season? You know what I mean? Like, how no. fucking well, how busy wait, is this thing going to stay throughout the course of the year? Well, no, you know what, Raph? You know what I think the off season would be would be fucking hurricane <laughs> season in Florida from fucking NASA because they can't take off. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're fucking who? Windstorm. But you'd probably get a fucking killer deal on the spaceship, and you could just 
just ride it, <laughs> ride it out. Just hope, hope for the best. Simon in our chat is wondering how you get fired. He's wondering if we just if people just get ejected out the side of the building. Yeah, probably. So I did a little digging. This could be some hotel, paperwork, but yeah. The construction is scheduled to get go ahead on 2026, and they think it's going to be ready to go by 2027, like ready to launch. Okay, I'm not. We are how? we are we are six years away from having a fucking okay, space like the Hilton up in space, dude. How big are they planning on? <laughs> how big are they planning on this thing? How 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 many stories is this fucking space hotel? How big uh, is it sorry. supposed to be? So it says compromised of 24 modules modules connected by elevator shafts that make a rotating wheel. So you haven't so given it, me a size yet. I, I want to know like a what, size. Like, I don't oh, think, okay. Oh, I uh, that's a good question. I, I I do not know that yet. I've really just skimmed this article. Yeah. Um, because would they shoot them all up there? Would they shoot each module up like one by one, and then slowly get somebody to go up there and like start connecting them? Would they like piece it together like the International Space Station, or like how they do it? I have no idea. I have no. It looks like it just looks like a Ferris wheel. Like it looks like the wheel of a Ferris wheel just got shot up. And I imagine <laughs> it just gets shot up into space like that. I think that's what's happening. You know, you know what I picture? You know what I actually picture is what happens if they fuck up the alignment of orbit and then it just comes back down to Earth? Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> Holy! It's like, it's like on your right will actually be entering the atmosphere unexpectedly. <laughs> <laughs> and here on your left will actually be re-entering. <laughs> hey, hey, let me let me ask you guys this. Yeah. Um, would, how much would it take for you guys to do the Red Bull Stratus? Remember Felix Bull Stratus? Oh, the the guy that literally skydived from space. Oh, oh fuck, fuck me, dude! That was in like twenty twelve or twenty ten or some shit, wasn't it? Yeah. Didn't oh, he almost so, die doing that though? So no, no I think he well, passed out at a point, didn't he? No. Okay. So he, he went into. He went into okay, wait, I have a follow-up question. I have a follow-up question after this question. Well, he went into uncontrollable spit, like spinning. So I just want to lay the preface here. Yeah. If, if there was no uncontrollable spinning and you were, it was just like you were just skydiving. You were just at a really high altitude, but you had to just, you had to pull the chute. Yeah. Could you guys do that? And like there would be like a little like green timer, of like pull the chute. And oh fuck. And it would okay. Be, it would be a directed landing. You wouldn't have to do anything, but you would actually have to jump. No one's there to push you. Bro, I would need when you say timer. I would need like all the lights in my space helmet to just start fucking blinking uncontrollably and like a loud like foghorn exactly. noise to remind me to pull the thing. Because I'm oh. gonna be fucking panicking the whole way down. You wouldn't go unconscious. You would have like a fucking Iron Man thing, like Jarvis, be like, "Pull your shoot now, Raph," and then you would just like hit a button. It would pull. Yeah. It would open. You wouldn't die. But you still have to jump from that height, and you have to get up there. Holy fuck, dude! No, I would, I would never do that. I think I could. I feel no like no chance. I, if you, can, if, no you can, if you, if you could guarantee me the other stuff, and all I got to do is pull the cord when it tells me to pull the cord, I'm down. Now, dude, what if like, what if your friends fucked with you and that first cord didn't work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah the jarvis the Bro. robotic voice in your helmet's like haha psych <laughs> you, you remember going. you used to show me these guys was it a jake and amir or something like that yeah yeah when the, the guys that used to prank each other oh prank wars yeah yeah didn't one of them do that where they fucked with the cord on the skydiving parachute that's fucked i don't that's remember fucked. that one the one that immediately comes to mind is the uh is the basketball one the yeah, one where the he makes him take a shot. blind backwards half court shot, and then they get the entire stadium and start cheering for him as if he fucking drained it, and he didn't. That was sick. 
Yeah, I think he might have done this. The I'm pretty sure he did the the, the um, fucking skydive one. one as well. Yeah. Okay, I had a question for you. Um, do you guys remember that fucking G Force simulator that they have? Uh, a G Force sim- is it just it's, like it's an like, aver- it's like an average amusement park ride, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember what the proper name of it is, which fucking sucks. But it's like one of those things that they put you in, and then you just keep constantly spinning really, really quickly, so your body can adjust to like g-forces i believe they maybe do it i think they do it for fighter jet pilots as like part of their training so they can adjust like essentially when they break the sound barrier all that kind of shit right um would you guys sit in one of those things rotating at the speed it does because it's basically like you have to i think what you have to do is you have to maintain like proper posture and like try and like go into the force because otherwise if you let the force take you it actually causes blood to rush out of your head which then forces you to pass out what the fuck yeah have you not heard about this like you have to like lean forward and you have to stay like focused but like eventually if it like presses you into the seat and you're like stuck like this you'll just get knocked out like it's insane because yeah don't you die you don't you don't die like they'll start slowing it down you'll start coming back to life but it's actually i'll send you guys a video later it's fucking resuscitate you (laughs) yeah you'll come back to life eventually but like would you guys do that like knowing that you will 110 pass out at this speed no how do you how do you think i feel when i go in to get a blood test (laughs) <laughs> is that what it's like you just start <laughs> spinning so I, wa- I open the door and i tell myself like i guess i look forward to waking up it's what you it's the exact same <laughs> feeling you guys have when you close your eyes to go to bed you're like i guess i'll wake up tomorrow that's what you hope for right yeah okay fair so that's- yes i would do it because I'm, I'm experienced in that field I've nice, got past, sick. past yeah past work experience I um real quick your guys's <laughs> guess how much do you think it costs to stay in the space hotel I think it's going to be upwards of like $15 million. For how long? Uh, I, I think there's only one option. I don't know how oh, long it is. <laughs> one it just, year. It, it just a says per trip. All inclusive. <laughs> a week today, a week today, all inclusive? Yeah. <laughs> you're paying $325,000 for a week. No, you're going like, I'm going like 15, 20 million. So the that? article, the article says Virgin Galactic, for example, plans to launch passengers into suborbital space at two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per trip let's go that's lower than rafts let's go that's insane (laughs) but these people are also fucked dude they say however the team behind voyager station have said they're hoping to eventually make a stay at the hotel equivalent to a trip on a cruise or a trip to disneyland so (laughs) they're gonna have to find like some way of having way more affordable fuel to get yeah. them all the way up there well the, these are these are the type these are the people that believe like one of the quotes at the beginning of the article says like what people don't realize is we are living on the cusp of like deep space, space exploration. exploration yeah yeah sorry not deep but just like in like way more regular space exploration how cool have you guys seen i think it's have you guys seen elysium i think the movie's elysium yeah that's a great movie I love that's that. the um that's with matt damon yeah yeah, no, yeah. so how cool uh, or is it Mark Wahlberg? I don't. I don't anyways, fuck it. Doesn't no, matter. Not important. Not important. But how cool would it be? Let's say if like we develop like this is like the start of it, kind of, and like obviously we have all the satellites floating our planet. How cool would it be if we eventually formed like an artificial ring around our planet, kind of like what Saturn has, but like artificial and just like made of some sort of made of like some sort of like community type thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like only the rich and really really wealthy would go and live up there. Like how interesting would that be? And then the Earth would be like the slums. <laughs> and follow up question like dip, like on the topic of how sick that is which race of or which group of people do you think will outlive the other huh. 
because I think we can I'm, all agree that sometimes when people get very, very wealthy and they're able to afford things like this, their social status kind of gets in the way and it causes things to become a little bit more volatile, where it's less wealthy people tend to be a little bit more humble just generally. Yeah, I would. Well, I would say if you're talking about like outlive each other without intentionally trying to hurt the other group. Yeah, then I would say I would say that the people on Earth are going to be much more resourceful. But as far as like medical care and technology goes, the people up in space will be way yeah. better off. That's yeah. that's literally the plot of Elysium, right? Like that's yeah. how crazy it is. Where it's like they have the cure for everything up there, so maybe yeah. they just outlive everyone that way. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's crazy space exploration, guys. We're out here right. talking about a canceled hockey season. People are trying to go to the moon, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Oh well. Hey, before we go though, I need to show. Uh, I've been working really hard on this. I'm about. I'll say about 50% through it. I just want to hear some encouraging words about how I'm doing. Do you guys like my cactus? Oh, Actually, the green. Don't that. oh dude, the camera. The camera hey. does not like the cactus. No, that's not bad. I like it. I like that. Hey? That's Modern nice color Bob blending. Ross. Thank you. Bob Ross. It's starting to look like Bob Ross a little bit. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> so, I think by the next time you guys see me, I'm, there's about a 40% chance I might have my haircut. We will see. Why is there only a 40% chance? Because I just realized we're going to talk again on Tuesday. And yeah. That, like, basically, am I getting a haircut tomorrow? Probably not. So, are you are you going to get a moulet? I thought about it. Yes. Yeah. But if she throws us <laughs> if she throws us into lockdown, I might wait till Tuesday to see what Bonnie says. Bonnie is going to dictate my next haircut. Like, do I if get a moulet? If it's locked down, it's a moulet for sure, right? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. If it's <laughs> locked down, I'm doing like cul de sac. I'm like, hey, can we like <laughs> can I shave my chest hair too into a big Canucks logo? Like. What's going on here? Give me, give me, give me the Leahy. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. Well, um, okay. So let's debrief this episode real quick for the podcast listeners. Mostly, um, obviously, we plan to have a guest on today. That didn't happen, probably because of me. Probably my fault along the way somewhere. I'm fully ready to understand that. Um, I, I'm pretty sure we will have her on at some point. So that will, we'll just reschedule that. But as for today, um, if you're on the, if you're on the stream, watch us right now. I think. At some point tonight, we'll be hopping on another stream, right? We might. We'll see. Might be. I want to be. I want to be streaming some tabs tonight, so I think I'll at least do that for an hour, probably at the end of the night, at least. So we shall see. But other than that, guys, promo code THPN at sign up. Go to DraftKings.com. That's that's really the best one of the best ways you can help us, other than subscribing and telling your friends to follow us on Twitch and all the other platforms. That would be awesome. Um, huge for us. That's absolutely huge. But use promo code THPN at DraftKings as well. So uh, other than that, we're signing off till Tuesday. And for the podcast listeners, it's Thursday. So check us out there, boys. All right. Adios. See you, boys. Oh, harder, baby.